This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, hamdun kathiran wa tayyiban mubarakin fi wa sallallahu wa sallamuhu ala nabiyina al-ameen wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in amma ba'du. Come to the next hadith, Ikhwani, today, tremendous hadith, very dangerous hadith, to be honest with you. And it's the hadith of Anas ibn Malik, radiallahu anhu. And although this hadith is talking about, it's addressing the condition of the khutaba and the muallimin, the shiyukh, people who are talking and people who are giving dawah. The hadith is really specifically for them. But as we've been mentioning throughout these lessons, the 40 hadith of the da'wah and the du'at. 40 hadith, the shaykh, rahmatullahi alayhi, he chose those 40 hadith like the imams before him. And Imam al-Nawawi specifically, rahmatullahi alayhi. Where they gathered in their books the 40 hadith of al-jihad, the 40 hadith of al-nikah the 40 hadith of the virtues of la ilaha illallah in the case of al-imam al-nawwi rahmatullahi alayhi we have the 40 hadith of the jawami' al-kalim the shaykh is dealing with 40 hadith that are connected to the da'wah and the du'at so we've been mentioning every week that you may not be the person who gets on the mimbar on Friday in this masjid or any other masjid. You may not be that person. You are not that person. You are not the person who gets here on Monday night after Salat al-Isha and you address the community. You are not that person. But that does not negate that you are da'i Allah. Doesn't negate that. You're giving da'wah to Allah. You're giving da'wah to your younger brothers and sisters. You're giving da'wah to your mother and your father. You're giving da'wah to your neighbors, you brothers who are young and you're in the university and you're in school. You're giving da'wah to the non-Muslims who are in school. When you get on the bus in the morning, doing this rush hour traffic, you are giving da'wah ilallah. Now, if you're in these areas like Spark Hill, Small Heath, the areas of the Muslims, you're still giving da'wah. Because there are people on the bus smoking weed, people on this bus listening to music, people on the bus acting up. You have to give dawah. But if you are in an area where there are not a lot of Muslims, you're working in a retail store, in city center, you are giving dawah to Allah. Everybody here is giving dawah to Allah in some shape, form, or fashion. We have this foreign concept where a person may be an Arab, he may be from Africa, and they come from overseas, and they don't feel like they are responsible for a da'wah Allah. That's not our religion. There's no one better in this speech than the one who is giving da'wah Allah. Do you have to memorize the Qur'an to give da'wah? No. You just have to know what you're talking about. Tell the people about me, even if it is one ayah. So, I'm an individual who I'm working in the retail store, 
and the Muslim customers come to me and they say, hello, do you have this or that? I say, salamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. Yeah, we have this, we have that. That is da'wal Allah. Because it's telling the person, don't be scared, don't be shy that you're a Muslim. I'm a Muslim too. We weren't about democracy, democracy. We weren't about. So today's hadith though is a hadith that's talking to me. It's talking to brothers across the globe who have become well known for a dawah. It's a good thing that many people have become well known for dawah, but it's also a fitna when we look at the kalam of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who said to his companions, and we mentioned this a few times, in Nukum fi zaman kathir ulamaihi, qalil khutabaihi. Your companions are living in the time, there are only a few people who are preachers, khutaba, and there are a lot of ulama. And there's going to come a time when there are many khutaba and only a few ulama. Today we have a lot of khutaba, the preacher. The preacher can get in front of the people and he could take his shirt off and throw his shirt in the crowd and scream and holler and the people say, MashaAllah, that was a good talk. We have a lot of khutaba. Some of them are famous, some of them are not famous. You young millennial brothers, you cannot get it mixed up. A person who has a million followers or views on one particular, um, you know, thing that he did on the internet, that does not mean that that person is a scholar ready to be followed or ready to take all of his fatawa. It's not the case. But I say, everybody here in this masjid, even my little man right here, everybody has a responsibility to give da'wah to Allah based upon your ability, based upon your knowledge. Just don't go outside of your lane, outside of your knowledge. So today's hadith is authentic hadith. Anas ibn Malik, may Allah be pleased with him, one of the young companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that memorized the majority of the hadith. He's up there with Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, in terms of being a person who was prolific in memorizing and narrating and teaching the hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said that he heard the Prophet say sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, رَأَيْتُ لَيْلَةَ أُسْرِيَ رِجَالٍ تُقْرَدُ شِفَاهُهُمْ بِمَقَارِيدْ مِنْ نَارِ فَقُلْتُ يَا جِبْرِيلُ مِنْ هَأُولَاءِ فَقَالَ جِبْرِيلُ هَأُولَاءِ الْخُطَبَاءُ مِنْ أُمَّتِكُمْ الْخُطَبَاءُ مِنْ أُمَّتِكَ يَأْمُرُونَ النَّاسَ وَيَنْسَوْنَ أَنْفُسَهُمْ وَهُمْ يَتْلُونَ الْكِتَابِ أَفَلَا يَعْقِلُونَ وَالنَّبِيهِ سَيْ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ When I was taken from Mecca to Bayt al-Maqdis and I was taken to the seven heavens, Al-Isra wal-Mi'raj. Every Muslim should read about Al-Isra wal-Mi'raj. What would it hurt you, Ya Abdullah, to go back home and to read about the authentic hadith and incidents that happened in the Isra wal-Mi'raj? It's one of the greatest miracles of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A tremendous mu'jizah that he was taken from Mecca 
the Beit al-Maqdis, where he prayed with all of the prophets and the messengers, all of them. And then he went to the seven heavens, and after getting to the seventh heaven, he went to the Sidratul Muntaha. Even Jibril couldn't go with him, sallallahu alayhi is a tremendous miracle. And the Qur'an is a mu'jizah that's greater than that miracle. But what will prevent you and prevent me from going back and sitting with my mother, my father, my children and reading the story of Al-Isra wal-Mi'raj? Not from the books of the people of At-Tasawwuf and not from the books of the people of At-Tashayyur. Not from the books of the people who just make stuff up. I'm talking about you millennials having the opportunity to put in the internet Al-Isra wal-Mi'raj in light of the Qur'an and the authentic Sunnah. So it's going to leave you from all of that khurafat and that mess that he saw the mashita of the daughter of Fir'aun. When he was there, he saw the lady who was combing Fir'aun's daughter's hair. And then when the comb fell, she said, oh my lord. And the girl of Fir'aun's daughter said, do you have a lord other than my father? She said, yes, my lord is Allah. And then people want to use that weak narration to support the importance of a tawheed. A tawheed is not in need of any weak narrations. So you put in the internet, al-isra wal-mi'raj, according to the Qur'an, or authentic, and the authentic sunnah. So from what happened in that tremendous incident, he said, is when I went on that trip, I went on that journey, I saw there were a group of men, people, could be women as well, although he mentioned rijal. The word or the kalima rijal kharajat makhraj al-ghalib. It could be women as well. And I saw these men when I was there, their lips were being cut off by scissors made out of fire. There were some scissors and the lips were being cut off by these scissors made of fire. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam became afraid. He said, Ya Jibril, who are those people? Jibril said, those are the khutabat in your ummah. Those are the people who give the khutbah. They are the people who give the khutbah. They get on the minbar. They are the people who get before the people. They get on the internet. Popular people. All over the internet. In every language. People, many of you look and you say, oh, wow, mashallah. And inshallah, we have to have khusnadhan. And we hope that. But trust me and believe me. Trust me and believe me. Trust me and believe me. Yom al-Qiyamah comes and although people are giving khutbahs and they're giving a lot of dawah, Yom al-Qiyamah, a lot of people are going to be in trouble. May Allah help us all. May Allah help us all. We say have respect for the ulama of Islam and have husnadhan for the shuyukh and the tulab and all of that. But never, ever, ever look at any human being other than the Nabi of Islam sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and go overboard in that person. The salaf of this ummah, they used to say, rahmatullahi alayhim ajma'een, al-hay la yu'min ala al-fitna, as long as you are living you are prone to fitna. As long as you are Benny Adam walking around on the face of the earth, you can do anything. And people don't know about it. So in this 
tremendous hadith. I have to say to myself before I come, I had to take the time out to say, subhanAllah, it's a tremendous hadith. Because you'll see the khatib calling the people to zuhd, be aesthetic, don't be in the dunya. But he's the a'maq person in the dunya. You'll call him, you'll see him calling the salaf, the salaf, the salaf. And he's the first, furthest person from the salaf. You will find him saying, Ar-Rahma, be gentle, be easy, relax, take it easy. But he's mutashaddid with his wife and his children and in his dawah. So you'll see the individual doing this and doing that. But if you got an opportunity to have a bird's eye view at that human being, you will say, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. But I thought, but I thought. I'm not trying to make any of you think at some of these famous du'as and say, he's not doing this and he's doing... Nope. But I'm saying to you, never look at people other than the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as being a perfect example. And the companions after him, radiyallahu anhum from this ummah. Never look at people. That sheikh, the sheikh, and you'll be surprised that if you only knew if the sheikh's reality became exposed to you, some people would reject the dawah, reject al-Islam. So are we Muslims because of the sheikh? Are we Muslims because of this one and that one? When these things come to our attention, we still have to move straight forward ahead. So this hadith is a hadith of the khutaba. They get their lips cut off with scissors of fire. Why? Because they command the people to do what they don't do. The Prophet said to Jibril, who are they? Jibril said, these are the people that get the khutbah from your ummah, the preachers. They tell the people to do what they themselves don't do. And they read the book. So don't they have any intellect? This hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has been collected by Imam Ahmed and other than that. Other than Imam Ahmed al-Bayhaqi and other than him, Rahmatullah alayhim. Their lips being cut off with scissors from the hellfire is another delil of what we've been telling you over and over and over. Ya Akhi Muslim, you have to remember this principle in Islam. Kama tu deen tu dan. As you do, it'll be done unto you. al jaza. Your reward will be comparable to what you do. You do good, you get good back. You do bad, bad will come to you. That's a principle in this religion. So even if a person is hiding and people don't know his reality and they think that he's religious and all that kind of stuff, as you do, it's going to do be done unto you. It's going to happen to you. And Allah knows best. There's another delil for that. Prophet says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and akhadha amwal al-nas wa huwa yureed adaaha adaha allahu lahu wa man akhadha amwal al-nas wa huwa yureedu itlafaha atlafahu allah. Many a hadith. Ya ghulam, a young man, remember Allah, Allah will remember you. Remember Allah and you'll find Allah in front of you. Remember Allah in the good times, he'll remember you in the bad times. Don't be like those people who forgot Allah, so Allah caused them to forget themselves. 
this qaida will always be in front of you forever. Remember this. As you do, it will be done unto you as you do. In tansurullah yansurkum yuthabbit aqdamakum. If you help Allah, Allah help you. And you'll establish your feet firm. If you don't help Allah, Allah won't help you. If you forget about Allah, Allah forget about you. If you take people's money, let me borrow a thousand pounds. Can I borrow a thousand pounds? And I want to pay it back. Allah will help me to pay it back. If I borrow the money in order to rob the man, in order to steal the man, even if I get that grand, Allah said, the Prophet said, Allah will destroy your money. Although the people don't know what you're doing, Allah will destroy your money. As you do, it'll be done unto you. Hey, so I have a little son. You have little children. So I don't want to pray. Salatul Fajr on time. If Allah Azawajal decide, Allah Azawajal decree that something happens to the little child because the mother or the father were not practicing and doing enough. They have no one to blame except themselves. As you do, it will be done unto you. You don't pray, Allah's nasr won't be there when you need it. This hadith proves that again, this point from the mini adillah. Their lips will be cut. Why? Because they use their lips and they use their tongue to give dawah, but they didn't work by it. So as a result of that, they didn't use it the right way, it'll be cut off. As you do, it'll be done unto you. So the lips have been used in this hadith, but the tongue has been used as well. Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Qur'an, أَلَمْ نَجْعَلْ لَهُ عَيْنَيْنْ وَلِسَانًا وَشَفَتَيْنْ وَهَدَيْنَاهُ وَالنَّجْدَيْنْ Did we not give that man two eyes as a ni'mah to see? Did we not give him two lips and a tongue to do what? To be able to speak. It's a ni'mah. Did we not give him that? So it could be cut his tongue off. Or he cut his lips off. Both of them, for the most part, mean the same thing. This is the ayah, this is the place where that da'wah was coming from. So that's the reward of the one who, he gives da'wah to the people and he doesn't do it. He gives da'wah to the people, he doesn't do it. In this hadith, Ikhwani, and explain this hadith, the Prophet ﷺ said that Jibril answered the question. So Jibril is the mu'allam. Jibril is the sheikh. Jibril is the teacher. And he taught the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allamahu shadid al-quwa. He was taught by one who was mighty in strength, meaning Jibril. So having a sheikh and someone to teach you is the correct way to go. It is not the correct way to go for you to go on the internet and you to read on your own and then you jump out there and you're giving dawah. It's not the case. It's not the case. You have to have someone there with you telling you, like Imam Malik said. During the time of Imam Malik, so many of the ulama of al Medina would have had to pass the stamp of approval for you to get out there and talk. Now you can come from anywhere and just start giving dawah ilallah. This is why from the statements of the Salaf, like Muhammad ibn Sirin, Rahmatullahi alayhi who told the people, this knowledge, this ilm is your deen. Fandhuru amman ta'khuduna deenakum. Pay attention who you take your religion from. Every Tom, Dick and Harry, every Amr, Bakr and Zay who pops up is giving dawah and we just going to listen to him. 
We'll listen to him, but we have to ask the question, where did you come from, Ya Abdullah? Because for many years, we have always had this issue of the deceased, the guy who has been planted amongst the Muslims. We have nothing to worry about the munafiq. We have nothing to worry about the rat who's amongst us, the rat. Cheese eat them. They eat peanut butter, the rat. We don't have anything to worry about the rat because our deen is in the open. We have nothing to worry about that individual. But sometimes those people get in front of the people, they start teaching, and the next thing we know, they talk about, let's go blow this up, let's go blow that up. That happened in America with a community that I was connected to. Famous sheikh from, uh, from Egypt had good recitation, but he was from the Khawarij, just popped out out of nowhere as it relates to us, and popped out in America and started giving dawah. We were telling our community, you better not go to that man going to have some problems and then the first fitting of the World Trade Center trying to be blown up happened to us when the Dawah al-Salafiyah was just taken over well alhamdulillah that saved us from that issue this knowledge is your religion don't take this knowledge for every Amr Bakr and Zaid as it relates to this hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Jibril told Rasulullah that these were the characteristics of the Yahud he told Rasulullah, the people get their tongues, their lips cut off. They were those people who order the people with al-bir, righteousness, and they themselves forget it. Allah mentioned that about the Yahud in the Quran. Allah said that to the Yahud. Hey, you Yahud. Do you command the people to do righteousness and you forget to do it yourselves and you're reading the book? Don't you people have any aqil? The Yahud, the Nasara in the world today, in the world today are claiming democracy, Christianity, Judaism, I, and all this stuff like that. We're the best, we're, we're just, we're, and it's all kidding. It's racism. Not justice. It's no fairness and it's no justice. You order the people to do right and you yourselves don't do it yourself. They're talking about what they're doing to all of these third world countries who can't get out of debt. They can't get out of debt. And they have more resources and more money than Europe has, but they can't get out of debt. Why? Where is that justice? Where is that Jesus love? Where is all of that Kalam Fadiq? But just as they make Kalam Fadiq, our Umm is the same way. Our Umm is the same way. And that's why we have all of those hadith, and they are many, where the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told the people, you people are going to follow the Yahud and Al-Kitab in everything that they did. Making mere claims, just mere claims. It's nothing but acclaim. So in regards to the issue of this hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa ala alayhi wa sallam, from what we saw in the history of the companions radiallahu anhum, is we saw a lot of illustrations of how the Yahud and how the Nasara are and how they work. Allah ta'ala mentioned in the Quran, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. إِنَّ كَثِيرًا مِنَ الْأَحْبَارِ وَالرُّهْبَانِ لِيَأْكُلُونَ أَمْوَالِ النَّاسِ بِالْبَاطِلِ 
Verily, many of the monks and the priests of the Yehud, the monks and the priests, their leaders, their preachers, they devour the monies of their community with what is batil, and they stop people from coming to the way of Allah. And they are those people who, they gather up gold and silver, and they don't spend it in the cause of Allah. So give them the titans of a great penalty. That's from the actions of the imams of the Yahud and the Nasara. In our ummah, their lips will be cut off. Rasulullah said, you're going to follow those people a hand span by hand span, arm span by arm span. So from our community are imams and shayukh who do the same thing. They devour the people's money with baqir. Yeah, you have magic on you. You have magic. Give me 500 pounds, I give you ruqa, I get it off of you. Oh, he's a raqi. And he says, yeah, you are mashur and you have a jinn. Give me 500 pounds and I'm going to beat you up and electrocute you and get the jinn out. And all he's doing is taking your money. And you're sudduna an sabirillah. They stop people from coming to the house. They don't like a tawheed. So they say all of this madness and nonsense about the most important pinnacle of this religion, the tawheed of Allah Azawajal. Make family members help the one kid, the one child, the one member of the family who's on the sunnah. Make all of the relatives look at that person as if they're the enemy. These imams who are straight here in Birmingham. It's a problem. So these ayat, they clearly show what the imams and some of the leaders of Ahlul Kitab were upon. All you have to do, Abdullah, is go back and read for yourself the story of the Islam of Salman al-Farisi. Read the story of Salman al-Farisi. May Allah be pleased with him. And how he came from Persia and he was looking for the right religion. And he went through Judaism and he went to Christianity until he came to Al-Islam after being made a slave. Got to read that story. A tremendous individual from the personalities of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. Another issue, Ikhwani, about this hadith is that I don't think it has passed over your head that the Prophet told us about sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, a man, yulqa fi nari jahannam fatandaliqu aqtab batnihi fayuduru fiha kama yuduru al-himar akramakum Allah. There will be a man from this ummah who will be thrown into the hellfire. And when he gets thrown into the hellfire, his intestines are going to come out. And when his intestines come out, he's going to be in the hellfire and he'll be going around a millstone. The same way that a donkey goes around the millstone. So the millstone is something that they tie a horse, a donkey, something up, and he keeps going around, keeps going around. And an apparatus turns, 
and it crushes and crunches things. So the animal just keeps going around, going around, not knowing what he's doing, just doing it. That's it. So there will be a man who will be thrown into the hellfire. May Allah save us from the hellfire and from this adab. He'll go around and around and around. The people of the hellfire will come to him and say, yo, wasn't you so-and-so-and-so-and-so? You used to give dawah. You used to give the khutbah. You used to give the lesson. You used to advise your relatives. You used to say to them, you're not practicing. This is not right. You were the one on the internet. You were writing. You were that guy. You were that girl. You were the one from your family who was saying, I'm from Ahlul Hadith. I'm on the Sunnah. The rest of them, they're not doing this. They're not doing that. So you're giving dawah. Hey, yo, this is your, what happened to you, man? You going around like that and you're in test. You jammed up. We all down here, but damn, you jammed up. He said, yes, I was that person. I was the person who used to order the people to do the right thing, but I didn't do it. And I used to prevent the people from doing the wrong thing, but I used to do it. So this hadith is a hadith for everybody, but especially for the one giving dawah ilallah. The one who gives dawah Allah, if you can imagine this, want to fast. Today was Monday, he wanted to fast. But in fasting, he can't stop making ghibah and namima. So the person abandons fasting and he says, hey, I'm not going to fast, I just have to do this thing. I just have to do this thing. So the one who was giving dawah Allah, he says, I, um, I, uh, well, I'm going to make mistakes and things like that. No, I'm going to go against what's right. So I'm just going to stop doing dawah. No, we're not telling you to do that. We're just saying we all have to be wary and we all have to be careful of being what the Salaf used to describe as the shamla. They used to describe it like the candle. The candle that you set it and it's burning and it's darkness, darkness. You like the candle and it makes light. People from way over there could see it. People from over there, Morrisons, they could see it. There's no light. There's a light. So the one's giving dawah. He's like the candle. He's giving light. People can see. They can benefit. But he's not giving dawah to his own family. His wife doesn't wear hijab. His children are wilding out all over the place. He takes no time out to give them toji hat. He travel here, travel there, give the khutbah there, give the khutbah there. No time for his wife or his wives. No time for any of his children. So if you were to ask them, what are the five arkan of Islam? His children would be the first to say, I don't know. I don't know. So the Salaf said, he's like a candle. He gives light to others and benefit, but he's burning himself. He's burning himself. So I say to me, Abu Usama Zahabi, and I say to all of the du'at that I know, this hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which one of us doesn't fall under this hadith? Which one of us does not fall under this hadith? The dinar that the person spends, fi sabilillah, on his family is more worthy in the scale than the dinar that he spends on other people. Our families have more rights over. So, going to be gentle, going to be kind, going to be understanding, going to have a sadr that's wasir for everybody who brings me into this situation. Arbitrator, husband and the wife, businessman, this is that. 
Rahma, Rahim, Ra'of. But then when it comes to my own wife, when it comes to my own children, I'm mutashaddid. What kind of da'wah is that? What kind of Islam is that? What kind of da'wah is that? What kind of Islam is that? So this hadith is talking about the khutbah. I give the khutbah, you don't give the khutbah. May Allah Ta'ala have mercy upon and forgive all of us. But it doesn't exempt anybody here. You are a person giving da'wah Allah. The Nabi of Islam, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, didn't have these contradictions. When the man came, as we mentioned, a number of times, and he said, Ya Rasulullah, tell me something that I only can ask of you. He said, Qul amentu billahi thummastaqim. Say, I believe in Allah and be upright. Rasulullah said, I believe in Allah, and he was upright. He wasn't going crooked this way, wasn't going crooked that way. Ayat of the munafiq are in a person. Ayat of the munafiq. He actually believes that he's a practicing brother. There's a hadith about the dain. Rasulullah, he says, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la tukhifu anfusakum. Don't terrorize yourselves. Don't frighten yourselves. Companion said, how, how we frighten ourselves? He says, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, bidain. Because of the debt. It'll make you lie. It'll make you break your promise. Make you lie, break your promise. The guy is a practicing guy. He's a practicing Muslim. But he never thinks for one minute you still owe people money. There's not a person sitting here except that he owes people money. Some of you, I don't even know you. I don't even know you. You owe people money. And we don't even think, oh, I got to give that man his money back. The Nabi of Islam, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said that the shaheed, yukhfaru. The shaheed will be forgiven for every sin. He killed people, he made zina, he drank khamar, he did that, he did that, he was gambling, he did that. He went out and made jihad, he said that with sincerity was killed. Allah will forgive him for everything. Everything. He wasn't good to his parents, he missed some prayers over here. He will be able to get 70 people, 7-0, from his family into Jannah. They should go to the hellfire. He gets them into the Jannah. He'll be forgiven for everything except the debt. Everybody here owes money. Everybody. You see the little Shabab here, the little kids? They have inherited generational debt. In the Quran, Allah Ta'ala mentioned, مِن بَعْدِ وَصِيَّةً يُسِي بِهَا أَوْدَيْنِ مِن بَعْدِ وَصِيَّةٍ يُسِينَ بِهَا أَوْدَيْنِ مِن بَعْدِ وَصِيَّةٍ تُسُونَ بِهَا أَوْدَيْنِ When a deceased person dies, if he left this, he left that, they get this, they get that, they get this, they get that, all of those ayahs of what your inheritors get after they pay the debt. After. You can't get the money until the debt is paid. So the question is, he's a practicing person, but the debt is in his And I'm not talking about the debt to TJ Maxx. And I'm not talking about the debt to our, um, um, some of these big companies, the gas company, electric company. I'm not talking about that. They're oppressing us. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you borrow from the man money. You borrow from him money. You borrow from him money. You borrow from your relatives money. Rasulullah, you say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-ma'thim wal-maghram. 
Allah is seeking refuge in you from the Ma'atham and Maghrib. They say, Ya Rasulullah, you're always seeking refuge from this so much. Why? He said, because if a person takes the debt that makes a sin, he takes it. Haddatha wa kathib. Wa wa'ada wa akhlaf. He will talk and he'll lie. He'll promise and break his promise. Yeah, yeah, I'll meet you at the masjid this Friday. I'll give you your money. But he won't come. He won't come. Yeah, yeah, I'll meet you. So he can't go to the walima. He can't go to the aqiqa. The earth, as wide as it is, for that person, the debt makes the earth small. Because he has to ask, is fulan going to be there? Fulan going to be there? I want money. The point is, the point here is, the point. Is that everybody got issues. Not a person here sitting here doesn't have issues, struggles, ups and downs. So as it relates to this hadith for the du'at, don't be one of those people who can't be like Imam Sufyan al-Thawri who has sincerity and used to say about himself when he was the Amir al-Mu'minin in al-Hadith, the thing that I had the most trouble about dealing with was my niyyah. My niyyah. I used to make jihad about my niyyah. And now we have this millennial and this culture of how many views you got, how many hits you got, how many people came to the masjid, all this kalam fadiq. Everybody who's giving da'wah a lot, start with your families. Start with your families. Concerning this hadith of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there is an important issue I want to share with you, is that the prophets and the messengers... They didn't have this thing about saying something and they did the opposite. They didn't have that. Allah mentioned about one of his prophets and his messages, وَمَا أُرِيدُ أَنْ أُخَالِفَكُمْ إِلَى مَا أَنْهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ I don't want to tell you to do something and I do the opposite. That was a statement of one of the prophets of Al-Islam. I don't want to tell you to do this thing and then I don't do it. Don't do this thing and then I do it. That's not the way. So some of the companions, look what happened. Some of the companions, they were saying, all we want to know is what is the most beloved deed to Allah with Jalla, and we're going to do it, whatever it is. We're going to do that deed that Allah really loves, and we're not going to slow down. We're not going to take any time in doing it. We're going to do it. Just, we just want to know what's the most beloved deed. And then those ayahs came down telling them, to go to the battle of Uhud. Go to the battle of Badr. The battle of Badr. The first battle in Al-Islam. وَيَعِدُكُمُ اللَّهُ إِحْدَى الطَّائِفَتَيْنِ أَنَّهَا لَكُمْ وَتَوَدَّوْنَ أَنَّ غَيْرَ ذَاتِ الشَّوْكَ تَكُونُ لَكُمْ وَيُرِيدُ اللَّهُ أَنْ يَحِقَّ الْحَقَّ بِكَلِمَاتِهِ and remember you companions, when you were chasing the caravan of Quraysh, Quraysh had all their money and all their caravan, and you went after the caravan, but the caravan got away. But the soldiers of Quraysh were still there at the Battle of Badr. The caravan got away. Allah said, you remember when that happened and Allah promised you you would get one of the two Either the caravan or this one. But you got to fight. Allah said, but you wanted the one that didn't have any difficulty in it. And that was the caravan. So when the caravan got away, 
the people had to fight. And when it was time to fight, a third of the army said, we're out of here. They were munafiqun. They left. When, right, when fighting was prescribed, they left. They got out. They got out of there. So anyway, the people were saying, if we get this chance, we're going to fight. We're going to do whatever it is that Allah loves best. And then those ayahs were revealed, like the one we just mentioned. The ayat of the Quran. In Allah, yuhibbu, yuhibbu al-lazini yuqatiluna fi sabirihi saffan ka'annum bunyanum marsus. Surah al-Saff is about this issue. Allah loves those people who fight in their cause as if they're a solid cemented structure. So get out and fight. Because you the people who were saying, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And the munafiqeen said, Man, we ain't going. And then Allah revealed the ayah, Ya ayyuladheena aminu lima taquluna ma la taf'aloon. Kabura maqtanin dallahi an taquluu ma la taf'aloon. Oh, you believe. Why do you say that which you don't do? It is evil in the sight of Allah that you say what you don't do. But now, ikhwani finlah. Today's hadith is about the khatib. Every khatib needs to be aware of the seriousness of giving dawah and saying one thing and doing another thing. Every khatib, every mu'allam, every da'i. The book is the da'i and the dawah, the da'i and the da'i. But again, I say, all of you as well, you guys are giving da'wah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Concerning the issue, khwani of our, um, just the regular people, this is really important. It's worse for the one who's giving da'wah, the sheikh has knowledge, the da'i graduated. It's worse for him to not practice what he preaches. But it doesn't negate anybody sitting in this audience. No one. You need to consider this seriously. The Prophet mentioned, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, لَأَعْلَمَنَّا أَقْوَامِ مِنْ أُمَّتِي يَأْتُونَ يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ بِحَسَنَاتِ أَمْثَالِ جِبَالِ تِهَامَتِ بَيْضَى I know some people who are going to come يَوْمُ الْقِيَامَةِ and they're from my ummah. They're going to come Yom Al-Qiyamah with these hasanat, good deeds, the size of the great mountain range, Tihama, the white Tihama, long extended mountains. So when something was big, Rasulullah would say, like Mount Uhud, you'll come back Yom Al-Qiyamah and your molar tooth will be like Mount Uhud. The leg of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud in the scales, Yom Al-Qiyamah, the Mizan, will be heavy like Mount Uhud. One of those famous mountain ranges was the range Tihama. He said there will come people from my Ummah. They'll come with a lot of hasanat, like the Mount of Tihama. The narrator of the hadith and then he said, فَيَجْعَلُهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فَيَجْعَلَهَا اللَّهُ تَعَالَى مَنْ شَهِبَاءٍ مَنْ ثُورًا Allah will make the Adiz scatter particles. They won't get any reward. فَوْبَانَ the companion. فَوْبَانَ It means the one with two thobes. فَوْبَانَ Rasulullah was saying, وَلَيْسَ لِكُلِّ أَحَدْ ثَوْبَانَ Everybody doesn't have two thobes. فَوْبَانَ Wanting, يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهُ سِفْهُمْ لَنَا 
جلهم لنا حتى لا نكون حتى لا نكون منهم Who are they, Ya Rasulullah? Tell us, who are these people? They're going to come Yom Al-Qiyam. We don't want to be like those people. He says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Innahum ikhwanukum, they're your brothers. Min jildatikum, they're just like you. Ya'akhuduna min al-layl kama ta'akhudun. They pray the night prayer the same way that you pray the night prayer. Walakinnahum. Iza khalaw bimahanim illa intahakuha. But these people are the people who, when they are by themselves and no one else is around, their friends are not around, people are not watching them, they're by themselves at home secretly. And they, no one sees them, but Allah, they start to do things that are not acceptable. And they watch pornography, they uh, masturbate, for an example, they uh, steal money. They do this, they do that. When you look at them, you never would have thought that man is doing this, this man is doing that. When they are alone, when they are alone. And don't get it wrong, don't get it twisted. You make mistakes, right? As the Prophet says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, be shy. Be shy from Allah the way you're shy from a righteous man. So that man, we're not going to do anything in front of that man. But that doesn't mean when you go by yourself, just let it all hang out. It means... It's serious. The guy doesn't pray Salatul Fajr Abedin on time. The only time he'll pray Salatul Fajr on time, and he's a practicing brother. We look at him practicing. The only time he prays Salatul Fajr is if he came to the conference in the winter time and he's staying in the masjid. So he gets up with the other people. I'm not judging him. I'm saying, what deen is that? And we look at him as being righteous. Seven days a week, he doesn't get that fajr in. And on the Friday, it's the most important and the heaviest salat in the scales. So again, this hadith is about the khutaba. It's about the people giving khutbah. It's worse for me. It's worse. But none of us are exempt. None of us are exempt. I know some people will come from my ummah. They'll come Yom Al-Qiyamah with a lot of deeds. They fasted. They did this. They gave da'wah. They did this. They did that. They did this. This is that, that, that. But Allah will make their deeds scatter particles. وَقَدِّمْنَا إِلَى مَا عَمِلُوا مِنْ عَمَلٍ فَجَعَلْنَاهَا هَبَاءٍ مِنْ ثُورًا They'll come Yom Al-Qiyamah. We'll make their deeds scatter particles. Who are they, Ya Rasulullah? We don't want to be like those people, who are they? They're the people who, they pray at nighttime, they fast, they give dawah, they do this, they do that, they do all of these things. But when they are by themselves, the husband and the wife, by themselves. It's not just by yourself. The husband and the wife, by themselves. And they be wilding out. The friend and his friend, by themselves, and they be sparking up, getting high, and they're by themselves. So they do these things. So Allah Azza wa would take from what they did, Yomul Qiyamah. In concluding, in concluding, I just want to mention, we all know, listen, listen, I don't want anybody to feel like I'm coming down on you. There's something, when I looked at this hadith today, I had to sit back and I had to say to myself, Hey, you have to get yourself together. 
You have to get yourself together. I don't want to be no candle. I don't mean no candle. How many of us know the importance of the dhikr of Allah? The Prophet says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whoever says, subhanallah wa bihamdihi, subhanallah wa bihamdihi, mi'at amarra, huttat anhu, khatayahu, walau kanit mithru, zabat al-bahr. Anyone who says, subhanallah wa bihamdihi, 100 times in a day, in a day, all of his sins will be forgiven, even if his sins were the size of the foam of the ocean. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi doesn't require anything except subhanallah wa bihamdihi. While you're just sitting there in the course of a day. How many people did that today? We know that, but we don't do it. And you'll be forgiven. So it's not just about the khatib, it's about everybody. We all know that. The Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us, if you read the Quran, alif, lam, meem, alif is ten hasanat. Lam, ten, meem, ten, thirty. If you read surah al-fatiha, ten times, fifteen times, so many times, just reading the Quran, how many people read that Quran? How many people? There are those of us who we read that Quran in Ramadan, bus, that's it. When was the last time? We know that. We know that. Saying, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Inna Allaha wa Malaikatuhu Yusalluna Ala Nabi, Ya Ayyuhaladina Amanu, Sallu, Sallu Alaihi. Tremendous ayah. Anybody who says to him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you get that reward. Ten. We'll hear his name. We won't mention it. And we won't just stay, sit there and say, Sallallahu alayhi wa Wallahi. Where do we stop? Where do we stop? A cat who's sick. A dude. He's sick. Anyone who walks to go visit him, 70,000 malaika will meet you in the street making dua for you. And you sit there, they're with you. Until you return. Our man, my man, he's been sick for a month, for two months, for three months, for a whole year. It's your relative, and we didn't go to see him yet. 70,000. That's why it's important for us to make a lot of tova. Like, I got to be the first one to say that to my man, Ayub, to my Shabbat. I got to be the first one to make tova to Allah, Azawajal. All of us. So there are a lot of deeds. We know about this stuff, about all of this stuff, but we keep going. Hey, we all know that death can come any moment, any moment. But we act like we're going to be in this joint for a long time. All of us act like we're going to be up in this joint for a long time. All of us know about the impermissibility of ghibah. Speaking about your brother with what he doesn't like in his absence. And to do that is like eating his flesh. We all know that. But the deen for many of us is ghiba, 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 namima, al-kadib. And that's why on one hand, ikhwani, I say to you, we all have to be 
as Allah mentioned in the Quran, Ya Yahya Khudul Kitab Bikuwatin. Yahya, take the book and be strong. Don't be no chump. Get this religion and be strong. Abdu alayha bin nawajid. Hold on to the Quran and the Sunnah with your mullahs. Be people of the Sunnah. But although you're a person of the Sunnah, don't have ghurur. Don't be super impressed with yourself. None of us should be super impressed with ourselves. There are sins that are happening. You may put yourself out of the box. There are good deeds that we don't do, but we're still saying. But inshallah, our Lord, bila shak, is ghafoor rahim, al-Rahman al-Rahim al-Ghafoor, and he is subhanahu wa ta'ala al-Subur, and he is al-Latif and al-Halim, and he is al-Afu, and we ask Allah ta'ala to forgive us. We ask Allah to have mercy upon us. And then not to hold us accountable for those things that we did and we know we did it. And not to hold us accountable for those things that we did and we forgot. We forgot we did it. And you did it. And it's a major sin. And somebody, we did it, not you. We did it. And it's a major sin. And the person is out there, mazloom, oppressed. And they didn't forget. They're waiting for Yom Al-Qiyamah to get their haq from me and from you. We have to make tawbah to Allah. Okay, Ikhwani, we're going to stop here, inshallah, ta'ala, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept it from us and to accept it from you. Today was Monday. It's the day of fasting, and this is the winter. Whoever fasts one day in the cause of Allah, Allah ta'ala will remove his face 70 years, 7-0 from the knot of Jahannam. And these days in the wintertime are shorter than the days in the summertime. Shorter than the days of uh, Hajj, of uh, Ramadan that we be doing. So I just want to say to a lot of you, Shabbat, we are, um, have to do a better job. Let's try to fast some more. Maybe what we could start to do is get Green Lane Masjid, inshallah, to uh, break our fast on Mondays and Thursdays. To be an incentive to come to get some samosas and stuff and to hang out. So we'll present that to them. That maybe they should start providing for, you know, the iftar, or if anyone's from the muhsineen in the community, make that ruh in our masjid, that we provide grub for our shabab on Thursdays and Monday. Maybe we could start off just on Thursday or just on Monday. But uh, um, for you millennials, we have to fast more. Any questions, Ikhwani, any questions from the audience? Any question? Go ahead, little man. What you want to ask? What's your name again? Ahmed Amir. What's your name again? Amir. Amir. I won't forget you, Amir, because I asked you a question. You chopped my head off one time. It was rolling down. It was rolling down the street. Well, you lighten up, all right? Any questions, Ikhwani? Okay, then. Naktafi bihad al-Qadr. ونسأل الله تعالى باسمه الأعظم أن يوفقنا لكل ما يحب ويرضى سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك وأشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.